This is the 79th episode of Decoding Fox News, and I'm your host, Juliet Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze. This past week, it was 15 hours of Fox News and then break it down. I watch all the Fox News you'd never want to. Let's get into it. Fox News. Who's Trump? Biden is an old man. The border is being overrun and climate change is a hoax. Well, I I think I've said this before. In the winter, it's all about COVID, $300 billion to fight climate change. How come this kind of thing is happening? And so they were too busy working on green energy. They ignored the obligation of the current situation. We live in a world that's all about excuses that is, is blocked in terms of ideology. It's all tribalism. You're on this side, you're on this side. Facts are irrelevant. All of these claims that, that hurricanes and wildfires are the result of climate change and the hot weather. Hot weather happens in the summer. I mean, it's that's just the way it is. But what's so fascinating about this is one of the first hurricanes reported was, I think it was in the 1400s. Now, I would venture a guess that had nothing to do with fossil fuels. And by the way, here is a study here. If emissions of greenhouse gases were stopped, would the climate return to the conditions of 200 years ago? The answer is no. That is an all-Judge Janine edit of every comment that I thought that she made that was funny about climate change. Because she's Judge Janine and she needs a box of wine next to her at all times, or she's not getting through the segment. I honestly think that they should make alarm... I mean, Fox could make a lot of money doing this. Just trust me. I mean, I know Fox already makes a lot of money, but Fox should make alarm clocks using the voice of Judge Janine and Mark Levin. Hear me out. So instead of like that, eh, 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 with your brain, you know how you can like work that into a dream? You can make that part of your subconscious and keep going. You'll sleep right through that alarm. No. You get Mark Levine or Judge Janine, use their voice, and let me just propose this. I should do this. I'll make tons of money. I'd have to like reach out to Judge Janine. Maybe I could just do an impression of Judge Janine. I've given away my secret. Someone's going to steal this and make billions of dollars. But here, this is my proposal. So you set your alarm for 8 a.m. You sit back and you do this. So instead of going, eh, 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 you get this. It's Judge Janine. Get up, you loser. Listen, here's the thing. You don't know I was a prosecutor and a judge, and I ran for office. And Greg Gutfeld, you're just a... Shut up, Jesse Waters, you sexist pig. I'm Judge Janine. Give me some wine. I think it would work. Mark Levine would call you a communist. Um, scream about... Stalin! Stalin is coming! Okay, I'm I'm three and a half minutes. I'm just rambling like an idiot. But I think this could work. I think this could work. You could do a Tommy Lauren one. See what I'm saying? I'm making money here. I'm making money here. Just, just, to- just total improvisation. I'm losing my voice already. I've been a little sick. Fun times. I feel like I need to get back to the podcast, um, the point of the podcast that is. So, but Judge Janine clips bring out the worst or best in me, depending on how you view my impressions. But Fox News decided the best way to handle former President Donald J. Trump's many legal problems was to ignore them completely. So last week, the network was dedicated to trashing President Biden, scaring its viewers about invading migrants, and discounting the role climate change played in the recent wildfires in Hawaii and the hurricane in Florida. Hurricane Idalia dominated the news cycle last week as millions of Floridians and others in surrounding states prepared for the worst. For the most part, Fox News doesn't spin or manipulate natural disaster coverage while it's unfolding. They don't. I'll give them that. But on Wednesday, the first hour of Fox and Friends was dedicated to Hurricane Idalia for a commercial-free hour. It was one hour solid of just... Focused, dedicated coverage. Most of the coverage was either about the path of the storm or local correspondents reporting directly from the hurricane-ravaged area. The network didn't get political about the weather event until the cast of The Five 
allocated several long segments about how climate change played no role in the hurricane or recent wildfires in Maui. <laughs> when Fox News wasn't focused on the powerful storm, it fell back on its seemingly favorite topics to whip up its base. The border crisis, Biden bashing, and panic about the transgender community. Now, I'm not going to go into panic about the transgender community. The segments were a bit disjointed. They were about different stories. They were all kind of about trans panic. It was just kind of harder to put them into the podcast. But trust me, that's an evergreen topic. They uh, whip up trans panic. That's what I'm calling it now, trans panic, whenever humanly possible. So anyone exclusively watching the Fox News shows I covered last week would have missed out on stories about draconian anti-LGBTQ laws in Africa, updates about the war in Ukraine, or a large grant the Biden administration awarded Hawaii to help strengthen its power grid. Shows I covered last week were Fox and Friends, The Five, and Jesse Waters' Primetime. So here's the second half of the climate change isn't real, according to Fox News clips. That first clip that I played at the very beginning, what happened was I put all the climate change clips together, and I realized it was way too long. But I just love the Judge Jeanine clip so much that I'm like, you know what? She's going to get her own thing. She, I'm just going to make that the intro, and that'll be. It was a minute, and. She's just hilarious. The, my favorite line in that that um, others picked up on as well is, well, there was a hurricane in the 1400s, so that had nothing to do with fossil fuels. Okay, well, that's some brilliant logic. And the other one that cracked me up is she said something, I don't know the exact number, but she said something like, they've already spent $300 billion in climate change, yet this happened anyway. But, like as if that was like, a, oh, well, there you go. It's not quite how climate change works, but okay. So this this collection of media clips I'm going to play you is from mostly from The Five, because that's mostly where this was um, discussed. And then later in the week, once the hurricane was passed, they kind of brought this up mildly on Fox and Friends. And it was Rachel Campos Duffy subbing for Ansley Einhardt. And that's always a good time, because Rachel Campos Duffy brings the crazy. Democrats in the media didn't waste much time to blame climate change for the horrific wildfire that happened in Maui. But now that narrative just got confronted by reality. Maui officials are publicly blaming Hawaii's largest electric utility company for the deadly wildfires, filing a lawsuit that claims it was their intentional and malicious mismanagement of power lines that allowed the flames to spark. So Fox is basically using this lawsuit that Maui County filed against Hawaiian Electric Company as sort of a proof to say, well, then climate change played no role. So <laughs> as if both can't be true, <laughs> climate change played a role and the electric company screwed up. So climate change may have also played a role in the devastating wildfires. According to reporting by the New York Times, since 1990, Hawaii has seen a decrease of rainfall by 31% in the wet season and 6% lower in the dry season. The La Nina weather pattern has delivered significantly less rainfall since the 1980s, and as temperatures have increased, the clouds over the island have thinned. Almost 16% of Maui County is in severe drought, an additional 20% is in moderate drought, according to data issued by the U.S. Drought Monitor the week of the fires. So yes, I think it's safe to say that both climate change and mismanagement by a utility company played a role in this disaster. Now, Jesse Waters took it to a totally different place. Uh, a lot more. So it is a pyramid scheme, climate change. If you think about it, you have the media, the politicians, and the academics at the top, and then at the bottom you have all of us, the taxpayers. So academics realized early on that the more papers that they put out saying that climate change was caused by humans and the world was going to blow up in two years if we don't do something about it, they were going to get more grant money from the politicians. And so the media takes these research papers and then they report them and then they get big ratings because everybody gets scared and everybody gets nervous. And then the politicians scare the heck out of you and said, get rid of big oil. We need to go green. And then they throw all of our money around at all of their donors. So if the world Jesse Waters just described was accurate, we would be living in dystopian times. Waters leaves out a huge factor in that argument, and that's the multi-billion dollar oil and gas industry. While academics beg for grant money, the petroleum industry is worth roughly $5 trillion. 
The industry has hardly been passive in its fight to stay dominant. Studies and research funded by Big Oil has muddled climate science for decades. Huh. I mean, and I could do an entire podcast series on that if I wanted. I could get experts on. We could talk about how much climate science uh, has been screwed up by Big Oil and how they funded things that just try to make them look good. But I don't have that kind of time tonight. But so anyway, we move on to Tyrus, a officially retired professional wrestler who's now sort of decided he's an expert on polar bears. And according to them, there's no more polar bears left, but their numbers are up exponentially. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but again, all this is irrelevant because according to AOC, we've got one year, six months and like 12 days left. So my favorite resource of the week is according to data collected by the Polar Bear Specialist Group. And yes, that exists. And I have a hyperlink to it. Although polar bear numbers have rebounded in recent years, three subpopulations are in decline over the long term. And of course, polar bears do not uh, indicate that much in the entire realm of climate change. Sea ice melting at record levels, which we hit this year, might indicate a little bit more, as well as heat records that have been broken all over the planet. But, you know, polar bears, it's one that's one thing you got there. So now we move on to Piers Morgan. Yeah. Not in England, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, it never cloudy. has. Very, very cloudy. in the ice age in our summers. So last week was so strange due to the holiday that Piers Morgan was sitting in the liberal chair on the five. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, he was. Um, <laughs> liberal, sure. So I looked up some information uh, about the UK and it smashed all previous heat records in June of 2023. So honestly, it wasn't the Ice Age. It was quite hot. And it was I know it was hot the year before that and the year before that. So, okay, Piers Morgan, maybe you're just not summering in the UK anymore, but it's quite hot. So on Thursday on Fox and Friends, this is the last clip from this series. It's Rachel Campos Duffy. And I thought this was an interesting clip also about climate change, which they weren't talking about. She just weaved it in there. Joe Biden, um, he's taken this opportunity to basically double down on this is all because of climate and, you know, <laughs> pushing this whole climate change, climate, you know, emergency uh, agenda. And this has been his his talking point on this, um, although he has given credit, rightfully so, to the governor for doing things right and, right. and trying to help. That's wonderful. But make no mistake, they're not going to let this go to waste. This is going to be another, you know, reason for them to push this very anti-human agenda that well, they're... Well, uh I would argue with Ms. Campos-Duffy that it could be considered anti-human to ignore the threat of more intense and frequent storms, devastating droughts, and punishing temperatures. And that's just to name a little bit of climate change. But uh, I should give a shout out to my sponsor since I'm almost 14 minutes into the podcast. And that sponsor are the listeners of this podcast and the readers of my newsletter. Now, if you've made it 14 minutes in and you're like, what newsletter? What are you talking about? The newsletter is a written version of this podcast. It's not a transcript. It's it's transcript would be a bit sloppy. I know I have that ability now. They added that to Substack. Um, but most importantly, the written version includes hyperlinks, which are very, very important if you want to look up any of the sources I just cited. And I know that's very handy to a lot of people. And as a journalist, it's me showing my work. I can't just whip out and say, oh, the UK had the hottest year on record. No, I need to prove that I what I just said is actually accurate. So I've included that. And there's tons of hyperlinks. If you would like to become a supporter of Decoding Fox News, you can go to my Substack at Decoding Fox News, my Patreon at Decoding Fox News. There's also a little dollar sign next to my name on Twitter. You can click on that. And I just want to add that one of the beauties of being reader listener supported is that I can basically say and do whatever I want. I don't have to worry about a corporation stepping in and saying, we don't like the fact that you said X, Y, Z about Fox News. We don't like that you played this clip. An advertiser cannot get angry with me. You are basically anyone supporting this podcast, even if you're not financially supporting this podcast, are basically what's keeping it afloat. If you can't afford to be a sponsor, share the podcast, share the newsletter. It's just as helpful. So next up, we have a category that comes up every single week on Fox. And I don't always include it because it is so redundant. 
But basically what happened is when I got this together to make the podcast, I realized that out of the top five categories, I was really only representing one. And I didn't think that that was the best way to show what Fox did last week. So I went ahead and recut uh, this following clip and another one. But this one is basically they're bashing Biden. And it starts off on Monday on The Five with Judge Jeanine Pirro. Because they believe that people hate Donald Trump so much, and it appears that he's going to be the Republican candidate, the Republican nominee, based upon what we've seen so far, that they're willing to put him up because they believe that he can beat Donald Trump. It's as simple as that. They hate him, Donald Trump, more than they love the country. That's a very interesting perspective. I would say many um, supporters of Biden basically view Trump, another Trump presidency, as the end of our country as we know it. And that's why they're so passionately against Trump. But that's just, just my two cents. Joe Biden is not about age. Yeah. He's about mental acuity. Joe Biden is about a guy who's got some real problems walking and tripping mm -hmm. and, and not knowing where he is. 89% of Republicans, 69% of Democrats, and 74% of independents think Biden is too old to be effective for four more years. The Joe Biden presidential campaign isn't being covered because it doesn't exist. What's Joe Biden's reelection message? What policies would he implement in a second term? Nobody knows. He hasn't announced them. But he hasn't ever been asked. They need a new line. The line is, well, watch him. Well, we've watched him <laughs> walk and see him fall. We watched him talk and forget people's names. And we watched him work. And we watched him fall asleep in Maui at the U.N. and at the beach. I mean, it's the American people. Seventy seven percent of them are concerned about this president. I mean, and, and KJP, Karine Jean-Pierre, she's gaslighting us. Oh, he's go, go, go. We can't keep up with him. I mean, when she says that, you can't believe another word out of her mouth. If K zeroing in on Joe Biden's fitness yesterday, saying what we all know, Biden's too weak to be president. 77% of Americans say he's just simply too old to run again. Joe Biden does not make the Biden foreign policy. He's told what the Biden foreign policy is, and that reveals that Joe Biden is not in control of the Biden administration, which tells us that the man we elected is not running the country. All the hyperventilating about our democracy being under siege, it's true, but not in the way the media describes it. Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden have a message for you this Labor Day weekend. America's in perfect health, and if you don't believe that, you're in a cult. The two oldest, most corrupt, and most conniving politicians of the last half century, whose policies are responsible for the high crime, open borders, and low wages, should have some humility. So yes, that's pretty much half of Fox's programming at any given time. They will blame Biden for anything. They will criticize him for anything. Any little gaffe, any little slip, or even not a slip, almost a slip or trip, They'll be like, look at him, he's falling. And he's like completely upright the whole time, saying he fell asleep on the beach at one point. And I'm like, so what are we, what are we supposed to do on the beach? Not fall asleep on the beach? Because I thought the beach is a relaxing place where people fall asleep, but any, especially old people, but whatever. Um, so that was the number two topic. The one right after that is, because um, number one was the hurricane. And like I said earlier, the hurricane footage was mostly just straight non-political. Uh, the next is the border crisis, and there was a peak uh, that happened last month. So the border crisis is another topic that is constantly brought up on Fox News. Although the number of border crossings did drop dramatically after the end of Title 42 and new Biden administration policies meant to cut down on the flow of migrants, last month a record number of families illegally crossed the southern border. According to reporting by the Washington Post, U.S. Border Patrol arrested at least 91,000 migrants who crossed his families last month. The previous record of 84,486 was set in May 2019 during the Trump administration. So I'm very glad that the Washington Post included the fact that the second highest was under the Trump administration because to watch Fox, you'd think that absolutely no one crossed our border. Um, during the Trump administration, that it was just completely um, under control and that nothing bad happened and everything was great. 
which um, obviously they're just rewriting history. So Fox News would act as if there was a crisis at our border if even 91 families crossed illegally, much less 91,000. This is just what the network does. This is a very Judge Jeanine Pirro heavy podcast. I'm not really sure why. She just gave me a lot of great clips. So this next round of clips starts with Judge Jeanine Pirro on Monday on The Five, and she looked directly into the camera. This is very dramatic how she handled it. There is a law in this country, and the law is clear. If you want to come to America, you apply. And if you want to come here, you wait in line like everybody else. You don't have the right to demand entry. You don't have the right to force entry. You don't have the right to impose upon the American people a financial burden so great and so monumental that we simply cannot afford it. You know, this isn't about hate, the woman who fired, who burnt the American flag. This is about having Americans have a say in where their kids are gonna play soccer, whether the schools are gonna be open for their kids, whether or not they're gonna be in a position to have to pay double the school taxes because they have to hire all kinds of new teachers to accommodate this. You know, this is about equal protection under the law that we as American citizens have to claim. Uh, the next clip is Rachel Campos Duffy, who I want to add, um, at least one of her parents was an immigrant. Despite the ongoing surge, the White House claims there's no one, that no one has done more. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but we read this last, yesterday, <laughs> and as we read the prompter, we all laughed out loud. Yeah, yeah. No one has done more to secure the, uh, the border than Joe Biden. This, this is, is all you're doing. This is just like the people on Martha's Vineyard who were saying, yes, bring the, bring the illegal immigrants. And then as soon as they came to their little shishi island, they went they right said, to a military facility. And then they, they, yeah, they, they, they called the National Guard, sent them out and said, hey, I'm That's a joke. <laughs> we were kidding. So Rachel Campos Duffy's father uh, was a Mexican-American who was in the military and he met her mother in Spain, where her mother lived as a Spanish citizen, and he subsequently married her. And that's, I think, I guess that's how she became an American. But it seems a little cold-hearted for her to be laughing about migrants who were flown to Martha's Vineyard, but this is Fox News. And Jesse Waters takes it to a much, much darker place. If you're an antelope, you had a great summer because Joe Biden cut 114 holes in the border wall so you could migrate to Mexico. And if you were a migrant, you had a great summer. Well, except if you were sex trafficked or baked in Biden's cages in Arizona. I just want to add that um, on Fox, they never bring up the fact that the child separation policy under Donald J. Trump actually physically removed children from their parents um, and put them in detention. And that was supposed to be a deterrent for people crossing our border. Uh, they don't ever bring that up, but they act as if the southern border is a complete hellscape riddled with crime. And that, you know, every single person that crosses the border is somehow trafficked or forced to work or all these horrible, horrible things, which I'm sure does happen. But I, you know, it's a little hypocritical for them to act as if the border was perfectly fine under Trump. And now it's just absolutely horrible. So then we move on to a clip of a New Jersey representative named Jeff Van Drew. And he talks about the border crisis. And this sounds a little bit like Tucker Carlson. But it's, it's so obvious. Uh, literally, an elementary school child could understand. So that. why are they it doing it? Why, why are they leaving I, the border I, open? I mean, you were a Democrat. Explain to those of us with common sense how come? Why are they allowing this to happen? It's purposeful. It's destructive, and it's corrupt. It is to change the social structure of the United States of America. It's literally self-destructive. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, that's why we need an impeachment inquiry. It's just another reason. You know what I'm doing. You don't want to do the impeachment yet. At least do the impeachment inquiry because in my committee, we would allow us to go forward and to have more powers for subpoena, to allow us to have more powers to investigate. We. So I'm going to go back and use his words from his actual quote. So he basically says it's purposeful, it's self-destructive and that it is to change the society, basically, a societal structure of the United States. And that makes me think that he's echoing the Great Replacement, which is a racist conspiracy theory that was cooked up by a white nationalist in France. And several mass shootings 
and mass killing events have been linked back to the Great Replacement. I easily could say the El Paso shooting in Walmart, um, also the shooting uh, in Buffalo, the racially motivated shooting in Buffalo. You could say that apparently he had, that shooter had some ramblings and some ties to the Great Replacement. Um, it's very, very dangerous to uh, argue that. And I'd also say it doesn't make any sense because the Latino population is the largest group immigrating into the United States right now. And Latinos do not vote as a block. Uh, it depends what country you're from. A Cuban will vote very differently than a Mexican uh, or a Venezuelan. And then the other issue is that you've got, uh, there's a lot of Catholics among Latinos and some Catholics will vote purely on abortion. They will not, I grew up Catholic. I know this to be fact. They will not vote based on any other issue. They are single issue voters, not all Catholics, but it is something that is common among Catholics. And Latino voters, it, again, it's kind of regional. It depends what country they're from. It depends how long they've been in the United States. And many undocumented immigrants will never get the right to vote because it can take years to become a citizen and you have to become a full citizen before you can vote in a presidential election. So if this is the plan to reorganize the United States, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, so next up, who will think of the drug companies? I'm, this clip explains itself. This was a 30-second segment from Fox and Friends. We are back with a quick headline. The Center for Medicare and Medicaid Service just announcing the first 10 prescription drugs set to be subject to price negotiations. Here they are. Under the Inflation Reduction Act, Medicare will be able to directly haggle with the drug makers over prices for the most expensive drugs, and this is for the first time ever. It's never happened. The president of the group representing the drug industry saying in a statement, quote, politics should not dictate which treatments and cures are worth developing and who should get access to them. So it's very telling that Fox News felt the need to include the pharmaceutical industry's opinion on this. Kind of crazy. Because you're thinking instead, like, I don't know, how old is your average Fox viewer? They're not young. Chances of them being on one of these drugs is pretty high. Um, the drugs were specifically chosen because they are widely prescribed and they've been on the market for a while. So these are not new, innovative drugs. These are solid drugs that have been around for a minute. And, you know, they're saying, can't we get a better deal on this? And it is kind of amazing. The thing that PBS pointed out that's very interesting is one of the uh, snags kind of with this policy is because of the nature of Medicaid, Medicare, um, and the various plans, um, some patients won't necessarily see a change in what their copay is or what they pay out. In some cases, they're not paying anything out. In some cases, their copay would stay, like maybe get a little bit smaller but the Medicaid plan would see savings. So that's where it gets a little interesting is that this may not, voters may not see the help directly, but the actual um, program that's enormous that helps millions of Americans could save money. So was, I thought that was a very interesting perspective, but of course Fox didn't mention any of that. So this next clip is very short and I kind of have to describe it to you because I just included a very a short snippet on purpose. So what Jesse Waters did here was very uh, sneaky. I, I saw the same thing. Gavin McInnes did this on his show when he put the Proud Boys together, the Gavin McInnes show on Compound Media. He pulled this trick a few times. This is a known trope by propagandist. So Jesse Waters wanted to elevate, give a larger audience to conspiracy theories about the Hawaiian uh, wildfires in Maui. So he showed would look like a town hall or some type of public meeting where regular citizens could just get on a mic and you know express their grievances to the government, the local government in Maui. And so he showed people talking on mics. And of course he showed people who were saying, you know, outrageous, making outrageous claims that were conspiratorial about the start of the fires. Oh, this was intentional. This is, um, you know, Bill Gates trying to take over our island. This is Oprah hoping to cash in really nutty stuff. He just lets it play, doesn't comment, and then he basically says this. Primetime has no idea what's going on. The governor of Hawaii calls this all a conspiracy theory. But when all of these tragedies and mishaps converge, 
It leaves vulnerable people searching anywhere for answers. So, yes, he just presents it like that. He makes that statement. He doesn't support anything in the conspiracy theories, but he also doesn't debunk anything in the conspiracy theories. Um, I looked up several articles about this um, that were kind of debunking it, saying, you know, this is nutty. These are just people who are very upset, who, of course, are clinging to anything. Um, conspiracy theories in general for a, a certain portion of our population are far more exciting than the truth. Uh, the truth might be something very, very boring. And people would rather believe in these fantasies and these fairy tales that they, uh, you know, read online or get a YouTube video for or whatever than know the sad, hard facts of this was just a horrible accident. No, they would rather believe in this uh, fantastical thing where they are helpless and the evil government has taken over and that life's not random and, that you know, anyway. And it's kind of twisted and sick that Jesse Waters would elevate this. However, he didn't fully, you know, didn't have like one, a person on as a guest and like invite them. Cause maybe I don't, you know, it's hard to know if Fox has learned its lesson with defamation. Cause I see so much evidence that the, the network has not, but in this case, this is a great case of them like walking right on the edge, not going completely in, just showing the clip and then just, you know, Hey, we don't know. And then walking away from it. So this next clip is also self-explanatory. This is from Tuesday on Fox and Friends, and they opened a segment with a media clip from the White House press corps. I'm, this is so like chef's kiss Fox News. This is everything Fox News is right here. Here we go. President Biden want to limit Americans to two beers a week. I, I, where is this coming from? Dr. George Koob, who is the uh, director of the National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, uh, says the U.S. may soon follow Canada and recommend just two beers a week. I, 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 I will leave it to the experts. I'm just not going to comment on that. Well, she won't comment, but we will. The Biden White House dodging on whether or not they'll recommend two beers a week. Will there be an enforcement mechanism for America? Can we really cut it off after two? Fox News contributor, beer expert Tyrus joins us. Allie from Arkansas. Jesse just heard about Biden's weekly alcohol limit, two beers per week. I broke the law six times last night. I broke it, bro broke the law eight on Sunday at the baptism. <clears throat> Still feel it. And that is the quintessential Fox News clip for so many reasons. But yes, somebody came out with a proposed guideline and Fox News turns that into this is a law that you're going to force me to drink two beers a week. How dare you? Listen, you can drink two beers an hour while standing over your gas stove and holding your AR-15. And if you want, you could take like one of those incandescent light bulbs. They don't make anymore. They're harder to find. You could order it from Europe. I don't know where you get them. And you could screw that in into a lamp while you're standing there with your gun over your gas stove and your inefficient refrigerator and an old school dishwasher and your clothes washer that's also out of date run them all at the same time with a blender and then just eat bacon for hours you can do it all it's america be proud america and then if you want to shoot up some bud lights and go to a target and throw a hissy fit because you saw a rainbow flag in a general section that also included some children's clothing but that wasn't actually children's clothing you could do that as well and also famously and I'm going to reveal why I don't include this clip. But Senator Ted Cruz also lost his mind over this proposed guideline that no one has to follow. <laughs> Absolutely no one has to follow. Uh, and he ranted about it on a competing network called Newsmax. And that's why you're not going to be hearing that clip. Because this is decoding Fox News, not decoding Newsmax. If it was decoding Newsmax and Fox News... I would be in a loony bin. I'm kind of borderline in one right now. They're weeks. <laughs> I got, so I came back from the seminar and I got some sort of weird virus, which I'm still kind of dealing with a little bit. It was not COVID, 
but it sucked all the life out of me. I was exhausted for an entire week. Um, couldn't really get it going and um, was taking Mucinex. That seemed to help. But then I was taking Mucinex nighttime, which makes me a complete zombie. And I couldn't wake up and it was not fun. And I'm, I, today I didn't take Mucinex last night. So I'm probably going to have to take it tonight, though, because I do feel kind of eh. Anyway, we're, I have a bonus for the podcast. This did not fit in the newsletter. And this is just simply crazy things Jesse Waters said on Friday, the 5. I don't know what was going on with him, but he was in his own, he was in a very special place on Friday. He seemed to get it together by his show that evening if it wasn't pre-taped. It's hard to know because sometimes they pre-tape them. Uh, but on the 5, it was just wackadoodle, wackadoodle crazy. He, uh, I got to introduce this first one. They were talking about remote work. And this was Jesse Waters attempting to talk about it and then being shouted down by his co-hosts. What about office romance? <laughs> Without what about Jesse? Returning to the office. Jesse, Jesse, you don't want to go there. You have no Jesse. office romance. Oh. That's the third Jesse, rail. Just stop all your head. Jesse, I don't think you need families in this country. We need child. Stop all your head, You know, I'm not going to let you get in any trouble. I say one more thing, though, real quickly. The fastest is up next because Jesse doesn't need to talk. Jesse? Bell bottoms. Oh, really please. tight in the crotch. Oh my God! That really, it's just splay out for like men, this. Longer. Yeah, for men, men or for women? For men. Those are back though. Yeah, really tight in the crotch. The, so bell I mean, bottoms really, are not really back. Tight in the crotch. Today. They're not back. Okay, Richard. <laughs> Jesse. I got a spanking on my birthday oh, that I'll wow. never forget. I deserved it, but I still have markings. I'm not going to show you, Katie. Don't look at me like that. But I it really, I really, I needed that spanking, and since that spanking, I've straightened out. There were five million bees buzzing around the roadway, but of course they um, are, went back to their queens, and wow. everything was good. One money. of them stung Gutfeld. That's why he's in the hospital. <laughs> True story. He got stung, and he's but really not in a lot of pain. Thank God. Bye. So much going on there. Uh, he said that Gutfeld was in the hospital, which we had, the, the network has made no statement about where Gutfeld was. He just sort of abruptly disappeared. And it was very clear that it wasn't planned because they had a bunch of people scrambling to cover his show. Now, maybe it was planned. I don't know. Uh, officially, I believe Gutfeld said he was on vacation, but it did seem odd that it, it seemed like it wasn't planned. Then he's, that statement, he said he's in a lot of pain, thank God, is what Jesse Waters actually said about his co-host. Some people are saying, there I sound like Fox News, some people are saying, again, I don't have that verified, that's why I'm joking, but some people are saying that Greg Gutfeld has COVID? I don't know. I have no, no evidence, so I'm just going to throw that out. Just whatever. He could be fine. He could just be on vacation. I have no idea. It was weird. Uh, I do take a little bit of pride at the beginning of that segment where they all scream at him like, shut up, when he starts, about, starts talking about office romances, because I was the only person who clipped Jesse Waters' quote-unquote joke about how he took the air out of his then-intern's tires, who, she was a much younger woman, he was married at the time with two children, so she would beg him for a ride home, and then he said, works like a charm. And that's what he said in the clip. I was horrified by it. I put it on uh, Twitter. And this was a week my computer melted down and I had like a major, major hard drive issue. Anyway, I had to, um, I put it up kind of late. It went completely viral. It was the first thing I ever posted that went insanely viral. Uh, Jesse like disappeared from Fox for a week, came back, claimed it was his back. It probably was his back. I don't know. Then they tried to say on air that I had misquoted him. I did not. I reposted the whole clip. I didn't misquote him. Uh, so I think he may have actually gotten in trouble over that one. I think he may have. And I will say that now, every time I post anything about Jesse Waters and women, if I don't put in the tweet, if I don't mention somehow that he let the air out of his then employee's tires, people will mention it regardless. And a lot of people don't realize I'm the account that posted it. So they'll try to explain it to me, which is very annoying. But whatever, I don't really care that much. So anyway, moving on. Stories Fox News ignored every week. I compare the hours on, I watch on Fox News to five hours of the PBS NewsHour. The following is a list of stories covered on PBS that the shows I've covered on Fox News ignored. Here we go. 
Developments in the Ukraine war. Russia claimed it intercepted two U.S. reconnaissance drones over Crimea. Putin has plans to talk to the Turkish president about grain exports out of the Black Sea. PBS produced an extended segment about the many challenges the Ukrainian military has faced with its counteroffensive against Russian forces. Next category, extreme weather. Louisiana has faced a record number of wildfires this season due to hot temperatures and drought conditions. Hurricane Franklin has brought powerful rip currents and high waves near Bermuda and the East Coast. Moving on to the rest of the stories, a judge ruled that Robert E. Cremo Jr., the father of the mass shooter in Highland Park, can stand trial for signing a gun application for his son. China will no longer require COVID-19 tests for incoming travelers. Gina Raimondo, U.S. Secretary of Commerce, met with Chinese officials in a four-day summit to boost U.S.-China business. She warned that American companies might stop investing in the country due to Chinese policies that make it, quote, uninvestable. Technical problems in air flight control systems in the U.K. resulted in the cancellation of 500 flights in and out of Britain, British airports. The National Air Traffic Service, NATS, identified the problem and worked with airlines to resume normal operations. Last week marked the 50th anniversary of the Endangered Species Act. PBS produced an extended segment about how the law has protected several species and made the U.S. a leader in conservation. The program also explored a push by some lawmakers to weaken its protections. Major changes in college football next year include USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington will move to the Big Ten, while Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah will go to the Big 12. The new season includes extensive travel for players across the country. Some critics believe these changes will make it too difficult for student-athletes to juggle games with their academic studies. Victims of the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol had their say in court a day before members of the Proud Boys received sentences. Miami Mayor Francis Suarez dropped out of the Republican primary for president. His campaign failed to gain traction and he did not qualify for the first debate. Paul Wieland, an American wrongfully detained in Russia, appeared in a video from a Russian labor camp. Although the video was filmed in May, it was just released. It's the first time Wieland's family has seen images of him in three years. 67 people were arrested for attending a gay wedding in Nigeria. A 20-year-old man in Uganda was arrested for aggravated homosexuality and could face the death penalty. A law enacted this year increased the penalties for a wider range of offenses deemed criminal. A court in Pakistan suspended former Prime Minister Emran Khan's conviction on corruption. His lawyers claimed that he's faced over 100 politically motivated charges since he was removed from power last year. PBS produced a segment about the conservative backlash against ESG, Environmental Social Governance Investing. Critics have called it woke capitalism and say ESG guidelines cause lower returns and hurt investors. PBS produced a segment about a podcast that is focused on abuse at a fertility clinic at Yale. A nurse at the clinic replaced vials of an opioid with saline to fuel her own addiction. Women had to endure painful procedures while being told their pain was normal or non-existent. The Biden administration announced a $95 million grant to strengthen the power grid in Hawaii. The grant is funded as part of the bipartisan infrastructure bill. A federal judge found Rudy Giuliani liable in a defamation case filed by two election workers in Georgia who said they were falsely accused of fraud. The ruling was a default judgment as Giuliani refused to turn over information requested by Ruby Freeman and her daughter, Wandra Ashi Moss, as part of the lawsuit. Roman Catholic Cardinal Theodore McCarrick, 93, will not be charged in a decades-old child molestation case due to his memory loss caused by dementia. McCarrick was defrocked by, the Pope, by Pope Francis in 2019 when it was determined he sexually assaulted both adults and children. 
As part of its America at a Crossroads series, PBS explored how some small local papers have moved to a nonprofit or crowd-sourced funding model to stay afloat. Other papers doubled their newsstand price or used other unorthodox methods to survive. A military junta seized power in Gabon from Ali Bongo, a freely elected ruler who was part of a long-standing family dynasty that has ruled the country for 56 years. The army spokesman opened the borders to the country three days after the coup. Gabon is formerly a French colony in Africa that won its independence in 1960. The Biden administration proposed a new rule that could extend overtime payments to 3.6 million more U.S. workers. The proposed regulation would require employers to pay overtime to salaried workers who are in executive, administrative, and professional roles, but make less than $1,059 a week or $55,068 a year for full-time employees. Some House Republicans threatened to shut down the government when the federal budget runs out on September 30th. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas acknowledged that he received gifts and trips from wealthy conservative donor Harlan Crow in a financial disclosure form filed this week. In the Philippines, a fire in a house that was being used to print T-shirts killed at least 15, including workers, the owner, and his family members. Iran has accused Israel of supplying exploding parts to sabotage its ballistic missile program. A Missouri judge ruled that a 84-year-old white man must stand trial for shooting Ralph Yarl, an unarmed young black teenager who accidentally knocked on his door. PBS produced a segment about the rise in violent attacks against the LGBTQ community. A report by the ADL and GLAAD showed 350 incidents of harassment, vandalism, and assault over an 11-month period beginning in June of 2022. Fox News regularly demonizes drag queens and trans people often falsely calling them pedophiles. PBS produced an extended segment on the 12-year aftermath of the Fukushima nuclear power plant meltdown that was caused by a tsunami. Japan held nationwide earthquake drills 100 years after one of the worst earthquakes in its recorded history in 1923. The Great Kanto Quake caused extensive damage and cost the lives of 100,000 people. The Biden administration proposed new staffing standards for nursing homes, which would be the first nationwide minimums for nurse and aid care. Texas and Missouri are two more states that recently passed bans on gender-affirming care for minors. PBS produced a segment about school districts that are extending the school year as one strategy to combat COVID learning loss. So yes, as it is every week, that's a lot of stories that the shows that I covered on Fox News did not include, um, especially about the LGBTQ community. I think it's absolutely horrific that there was no mention of these horrible laws in a couple of countries in Africa. They're not all like that, but Uganda is absolutely horrifying, horrifying. If you read about what they just passed in that country uh, that would target gay people. It's just, I, I, there are no words to describe it. Absolutely horrific. Um, and of course, you know, Fox doesn't want to make gay people sympathetic because they're too busy demonizing trans people at every um, opportunity they have and drag queens as well. So by the numbers, we'll move on to that. Um, that is when I make a graph of the top five topics on Fox and PBS and I compare them. So Fox News Top five were Hurricane Idalia at 15%, Biden bashing at 9%, trans panic at 7%, border crisis 6%, and climate change isn't real at 4%. PBS NewsHour top five topics were Hurricane Idalia at 12%, Trump's legal problems at 8%, which again, didn't really get mentioned on Fox. 4% for local newspapers that have survived, Ukraine war 4%, and 4% for 60th anniversary of the march on washington and fox did mention that it was a little surprise that they did it was a very brief segment but they did talk about it so words used on fox for the week ending september 3rd 2023 biden at 331 trump 120 so he was mentioned but they didn't talk about his legal problems hurricane 100 border 82 climate change 58 hunter 
54, migrant, 54, Hawaii, 46, Maui, 43, crime, 41, DeSantis, 32, inflation, 21, AOC, 20, she went up, uh, RFK Jr., 20, China Chinese, 19, Obama, why, why not? We need to talk about Obama, 18, Vivek Ramaswamy, 14, global warming, 5, because they love to use that term, Hillary, 1. So Hillary and AOC flipped, because uh, that was the opposite last week. So I will be covering the first hour of Fox and Friends, uh, the 5 as usual, and Hannity this week. Um, there doesn't seem to be anything brewing uh, big time with any sort of special uh, episodes, which is great. I could use the break. I'm kind of exhausted. Um, and again, if you'd like to become a sponsor of Decoding Fox News, you can go to my Substack. You can go to my uh, Patreon for Decoding Fox News. There's a dollar sign next to my name on Twitter. Um, or, as I always say, share the podcast, share the newsletter. If there's any type of review system on the platform that you uh, listen to the podcast, you can give me a great review. I have, I, I, I'm planning to do a commercial where I randomly pick reviews um, and just read them out loud. I've read some of them. I don't read all of them. There's a lot. When I went to check it the first time, I was scared to check it. I admit this openly. I thought there was going to be like five reviews and they'd all be obviously from friends of mine. <laughs> I swear to you, I thought that. And it was over 100 and I actually burst into tears because I couldn't believe it. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I worked so hard on this uh, project. I work incredibly long hours and I went, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Wow. So thank you if you're one of those people. And my cats, the podcast mascots, Odin and Thor, two very hyperactive cats, also send their love. And I will see you at the next podcast.